Hello, and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. The fastest growing conservative evangelical charismatic Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area. Just me and Ben freezing in the attic again today. It's too cold for it's, anyone else. I think it's kind of nice, personally, but I think we, we run at different temperatures, though. We're both we're wearing that. extra waistcoats, oh, yeah. I've noticed. Ah, yes. John Wimber had one. Did he? Well, yeah. that's, that's, that's why I wear mine. And, uh, you know, he had an anointing, as Simon Ponsonby once said. So I think that... This is probably going to be a good podcast. Does that mean that I have an anointing and you have an anointing as yeah. well? Oh, well, I, we do. We, I've been baptized. The correlation and causation, we're not sure. But it could be. I'm baptized, so good. I, I good. have an anointing that's, there. That's really important. Yeah. Yeah, they like that. Bishops like that when, when people are getting ordained. Who have been baptized. Yeah, they like that sort of thing. Yeah, that's generally... We are Anglican. Well. So here we are in Second Timothy chapter 3. Yes. This is one of those... Uh, there are lots of 316s in scripture that yeah. are really significant, and this is one. Total arbitrary coincidence, isn't it? Because the numbers be, were yeah. put on yeah, after... Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, but they're all quite memorable. This is a good yeah. one. Um, and really, we're looking at scripture and the value of scripture, the importance of scripture, and also the theme of persecution today as well, mm-hmm. and, and what it is to be a Christian, how we often come under attack for what we believe and how scripture can help us. So, who will read for us? Like me and you? At the same time, every other word. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> That'll be really bad. Uh, I, I made you do it last time, so I'll, I'll get it this time. Cheers. Um, 2 Timothy 3, beginning in verse 10. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I was just looking up uh, that word imposter because it, it struck me as kind of fun. Mm. Uh, and it literally means a juggler. A juggler? A juggler. Where do you get that? Wow. So I'm thinking uh, this is a vindication. So I hate, I hate clowns. I hate the circus. This is, a yeah, very, this is clearly an indication, a vindication of, uh, of my hatred of such things. Clowns are just, yeah. I think it's like a conjurer or a trickster or someone who's doing a kind of yeah. prestidigitation, distracting that's sleight of hand. Well, remember that's referring up into chapter three, verse eight. Uh, Janus or Jambris or Janus and Jambris. Um, that's what it, that's who they're talking about. Right. That's who he has in mind. Is these magicians and dark arts? These, yeah, these folks who are kind of mm. like swindlers and peddling the truth. Oh, good one. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Imposters. Yeah. Well, th- that's a good launching off point for this, I think, because as I was reflecting on this, uh, this really forms a lot of background for the way that we read the Bible and the way that we encounter Scripture. I think it's interesting that this uh, this big three sixteen about mm. Scripture, right? Um, it's it almost it's something you might want to put on, you know, a a picture frame uh, on your wall with like some person sitting on the edge of a cliff or something like that, you know, ah. like one of those inspirational things. Um, church mug mat. Yeah. Church mug mat, like all scriptures, pre- but, uh, and it sounds nice in isolation there, but it's mm. actually not something, it's not something that Paul says to Timothy uh, in a vacuum, but actually Timothy is surrounded with chaos and confusion and all kinds of people twisting truth and trying to deceive and um, he has really every reason, uh, based on the environment around him, to be skeptical. Right. And uh, like today, right? The sort of Twitterati. And how many people have got advice for us now? Yeah. Even within the Christian world, there's disputes all the time about exactly what's what and who thinks what and how do you say it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, move outside of the expressly Christian domain and you still have self-help and you have advisors and educators and people who want to tell you how how things really are yeah and i was thinking like why is it so hard to um why does it seem like trust in in god and in scripture um as his word is so hard to almost cling to today and i realized Mm. (laughs) reading this passage that really actually the bible itself says that it's always been that way and that's helpful to know as well. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's always been um oh yeah. It, it's always been just an absolute dumpster fire in in the world. Um or at least since since the uh, since Christ ascended in the in the last days as Paul says um in chapter 3 verse 1 in the last days there will come times of difficulty. I see. It, so before Christ was a dumpster and then after it was on fire. Yeah. I like it. But it's true, though, isn't it? There's a ramping up of trouble in the last days, a showdown between good and evil. And, and then there's this, this whole motif of there being imposters who, whose intention it is to deceive you. Um, when I say intention, it might be intentional mm. or, or reckless in, in the sense that we're imputing that intention. They might not have sat down, rubbed their hands and schemed. But uh, if they sat down and thought for a minute about what they were doing, they would realize they were misleading people. I have a, a friend, a pastor friend, who's said very wisely once that not all wolves know that they are wolves. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it's it's really true. Oh, that's that's really helpful. And uh, so our job, though, as believers, is to try and, and, and figure out who to trust and what to trust. And, uh, you know, we've got this building motif that we've been looking at. And last week we looked at cowboy builders and and those are effectively, you know, fake builders, aren't they? Ah, uh, yes. They're, they're using shoddy materials or they're cutting corners, uh, whatever. Yeah. Or, or just ha- starting the project and abandoning the site. These are all things that cowboy builders do. Yeah. And, and that phrase. how do we find out who they are? Well, we, we need to hold up the word of truth. That was last week, really. A, mm. a, work, a worker approved... Mm. Is is appropriately yeah. handling the word of truth. We're going to use that word of truth to expose those who are imposters as well. Yeah, yeah. You need to need to be grounded, or as we 
as our sermon is titled Rooted mm. um, in Scripture. I'm not sure why we titled it. It's rooted in the passage, or it just felt, no, it felt, I, I, Where does that come from then? Uh, from from the brain of Ben Hughes. Um, yeah, as I, well, I I was probably reflecting on mm-hmm. Psalm 1 and, and just the biblical metaphor of of being rooted and how a tree so, can stand a storm when it's so, rooted, but it's not in the passage, so, so I realized. So this has happened every every single week. This has happened, that we've gone into church and we've, we've read the psalm and I've thought, oh, that psalm would have been perfect for the week before. And this has happened so much that I've even wondered if something glitched on our, on our rotor and our schedule. Because here we oh. go again. We had, this, we had that last week. You psalm. had Psalm 1. Yeah, that, which I is the tree just... planted by the river that, that flourishes and doesn't wither. I have to look, but I don't think that was the one that I Isn't that funny? picked out. Yeah, it's, happened, it's happened every single time. Yeah, because I think I went to Psalm 119. But uh, anyways. maybe that just proves that these these divisions that we're you know we're breaking this down into little bite sized chunks, but they're artificial. Yeah. It's a sense unit. This whole letter makes sense. Well, that's, that's the thing about the Bible, and maybe we can talk a little bit about what the Bible, what Scripture is, real mm-hmm. quick. Okay. But the, the Scripture is so interconnected that mm-hmm. that you could you could you could pick a whole you know handful of Psalms to go with any passage, and they would yeah. each uh, bring out different things. It's like and and every scripture is uh, is connected to all these other scriptures throughout God's story, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know the Bible. I, I think what what Paul is referring to um, when he says in verse fifteen, in, right. from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings. Right. I think it's interesting. He doesn't say writing. Um, it's writings, right? Yes. Because the and that that's referring to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. Here's a nerd moment. Uh, we have we have compelling. Uh, it, there's a good chance that Timothy could have been a Gentile, mm. um, like not raised. He may have had a Jewish. His mother may have been Jewish. We don't know. Right. His father was most likely not because mm-hmm. he's not in the picture. Yeah. Um, not his a mother and grandmother are. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Eunice is is not exactly um, a. A Jewish name, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's he's in a in a Jewish place. Timothy is not an inherently Jewish name. Um, he could have been Jewish, but um, what about Lois? Lois? I don't know. I don't think so. Is it? I don't, the only Lois I know uh, is married to an Italian. Oh, really? Yeah, Lois Fellino. Hello, if you're listening, oh, Lois. Hi, Lois. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, he's right. He's reading these uh, this collection of. Um, documents that were written over the course of thousands of years, um, 39 of them um, that comprise the Hebrew scriptures that mm-hmm. we know of as uh, the Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, Paul says that those, that the Old Testament is uh, able to w- make you wise unto salvation. Mm. So uh, it's going to tell you, it's going to show you how you can be rescued from this present mess. Right. Um, and enter into God's... Right. But through faith in Christ Jesus. Exactly. So that's really interesting. So he's saying the, the whole of the Old Testament is pointing ahead to Jesus. Yeah. This thing that's written down hundreds of years or thousands even before Christ mm-hmm. is pointing toward him. It's fulfilled in him. All of it is, yeah. com- is, is teaching you. It's almost like a school book teaching you, how, teaching you about and setting the, all the pattern up for Jesus. The so point of he, Judaism is Jesus. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, now to to um, to Jewish people today, that would, that would be a very. I mean, that's a really controversial thing to say, right? <laughs> but if you if you change the language, um, like you said, the point of Judaism is the Messiah. Yeah, that would be far more agreeable. Totally, we're just saying the Messiah. We're is just Jesus. looking for someone who fulfilled five hundred different prophecies written five hundred years before the yeah. birth of Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because it's a controversial thing doesn't mean that it's a wrong opinion to hold. Mm-hmm. It's actually the most important opinions are usually controversial. Yeah. Um, but uh, but then he gets onto scripture, which is intriguing. And yeah, you know, we were talking about this earlier today, weren't we? The he says he says in verse sixteen, and this is the three sixteen thing. This is one of those memor- mem- memorable verses. All scripture is breathed out by God. And is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God, person of God, may be complete equipped for every good work. So, in other words, you're going to be a worker approved by God. You're going to appropriately handle the word of truth. And we looked at that two weeks ago. Uh, All scripture is breathed out by God. So what is scripture? Verse 16. Is that still the Old Testament, or is it something else? Ah, yes. Uh, That's a good good question. Um, So, we need to... this is the question, right? Does it, is it just the Old Testament, or, That's useful or not. is it the yeah. New Testament too? Mm-hmm. Um, now, Paul's writing to Timothy, right? Um, uh, Timothy's Bible doesn't have the book of Second Timothy in it at this point because Paul hasn't written the letter of Second Timothy yet to Timothy uh, to be put into the Bible, which is. Like that scene in Spaceballs, the movie, where they fast forward through the VHS of their own movie to yeah. find out where the bad guys are. Uh, good guys. Oh, yeah. You know, when will then be now? Soon. That's you know. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we, we need to um, have a special button for when you reference the movie Spaceballs. Uh, oh, yeah. It's an excellent. We'll get the tune. <laughs> oh, if you, if you haven't seen it, I, I don't know if I can in good conscience recommend it. Yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> where were we all uh, scripture is breathed out by god what is scripture is it just the old testament or does is it more and you're saying well okay but given that the the letter that we're actually reading could be scripture well peter says that ah and this is helpful yeah and you were we were talking about this earlier like yeah peter said well do you have the, the verse up or no in second <laughs> peter we just which is a book we just studied as a church um peter says He's talking about Paul's letters, and he's like, they're really hard to understand. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as And people twist them as they do the other scriptures. So the New Testament. Oh, no way. <laughs> what? It's 2 Peter 3.16. No, it's not. It is. Oh, that's, that's super weird. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, um, yeah, so... Um, I think that that's one reason, but really when we, when we think about, um, what makes scripture inspired, um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think Peter says this, uh, that they were, or the author of Hebrews, one of the two, I'm I'm forgetting where, but it says, uh, men were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It's almost certainly 316. Yeah. It's almost certainly a 316. (laughs) Do you know that verse? Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on, uh, the location of it, but, um, they, the thing that makes something scripture is that it is in a unique unique way spoken uh, by God as God's authoritative revelation in this world. Um, 
And so you have human authors who are um, writing in all their humanness, but the spirit is working in and under that um, yeah. to stitch together uh, these acts, these speech acts as a part of God's redemptive plan. Um, and this became knit together in a unique collection of writings or library yep. um, that was known as the Hebrew Bible. And then um, in the New Testament, then uh, this collection of letters and biographies mm. and apocalyptic literature that points to um, te- the testimony about who Jesus is. And so a New Testament apostle and an Old Testament prophet are really not that different. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just men and women and, who are carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that, so it was actually 2 Peter 1, and that's right. It says, uh, knowing this, yeah. first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, so you can't just make this up yourself. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So you are inspired by the Spirit to write Scripture. And then the same Peter who's talking about these these prophets of old who wrote Scripture goes on to describe Paul's graphe writings uh, as also being Scripture. So they're now brought in by Peter uh, as being of the same authority. Yeah, and from, the old. at the earliest, from the earliest moments, the church recognized um, these these writings as being authoritative mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that the Old Testament yeah um, was. So it's uh, there's there's several reasons why uh, we could go into more scriptural under citations showing how the New Testament understands the New Testament to be uh, equal to the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah equal to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. They're a unified whole. Um, so if all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable, by the way, all scripture is old and new, uh, it, he then says it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Mm. So we've got um, a variety of things that it does, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's encouraging, isn't it? And it's, and it's teaching, it's training, it's making you holier. That's the point. Mm. It's, a, it's a useful thing That's that can help you function. It's reforming you into the kind of human being that mm. that God created you to be. Yeah, it's complete. You may be complete. complete. In other words, you're incomplete without it. Is that word telos? Oh, wouldn't that? that be great? Uh, let's pull it up. Yeah. Um, we just need to like yeah. keep a Greek so, Bible here. So uh, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So in other words, you're then able to go out and build a thing. Ah, uh, Yes. So now, we're, in a sense, we've moved on from from the building to the builder in this in this part of the letter. You know, we've we've cleared the ground of these obstacles. We've talked about fear. We've talked about um, you know, suffering. We've talked about shame. Um, they're out the way. There can't be any fear or suffering or, sh- or or shame if you're in Christ. There will be suffering, but you're with Him. We'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, we then have sort of formed a foundation, if you like, of the Word of Truth and formed up this building shell, and then last week put in some power, talked about how the Holy Spirit and it fills your yeah. church with power and equips you. And now, really, we're on, really definitely on to the, the actual builder, which is us, we. Yes. Because Scripture's not just for pastors who have a piece of plastic around their neck. <laughs> yeah. Or, in, or indeed, the whole world of pastors that existed before 
plastics. Well, think about this. I mean, it's it's, it's right in the text, right? Mm-hmm. Timothy uh, grew up knowing uh, from his mother and grandmother. Mm. Uh, all you ladies out there should be very encouraged by this, that mm-hmm. um, two of the most important disciple makers in uh, in the Pauline letters are are um, Timothy's mom and his grandma. Um, right. Paul couldn't speak of them more highly, and it's always reminding Timothy of these two people. And they made him acquainted with the scripture, the sacred writings uh, from childhood. So right. kids uh, growing up on a diet of scripture um, become acquainted with the way of salvation. Right, and then they're then ready to go and build. They get to know Jesus. Interesting, though, that, you know, even um, I think of Priscilla, along with Aquila, her husband, filling up what is lacking in Apollos Uh, in in 1 Corinthians. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have in that same vein the idea of there's a woman teaching a man. Uh, And this is a man who's already, he's not a kid, he's he's already a a major church leader. Mm -hmm. Definitely a motif. Mm -hmm. But what is it that she's filling up? She's filling up his understanding of the gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, of 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 the fulfillment of these writings in Jesus Christ. She must have been like a crazy smart lady. Yeah, um, or, or filled with the spirit. Because <laughs> a, a lot of th- people think, uh, scholars think that uh, that Apollos probably wrote Hebrews, and if not, then it might have been Priscilla. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so is one of the two of them. And oh, if you've really ever read funny. the book of Hebrews, it's like wow. Um, oh, that's so cool. It's very it's intense. Um, so. So um, there's another theme in this, right? So the, the part of the challenge you've got preaching this week is to talk about the significance of Scripture and how that actually equips us to go out and do our ministries. Yes. We can't do any ministry in this church unless it comes back to Scripture. And mm. there's just no point. Well, if we're gonna, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Right, right. So we're just going to create uh, something. A dumpster uh, fire. Yeah, we're either going to create uh, a sort of licentious, crazy place where we just go around causing harm and doing what we like, or we're going to create a legalistic place where we go around causing harm and making up rules. But one of those two things will happen mm-hmm. if we don't have scripture. Yeah, We will either make up really hard rules or really easy rules, but we're going to make up some rules if we don't have scripture. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Uh, how do we understand this world that we're in? What are the cultural requirements and what are they today? And you know, how do we get ahead? What do other people expect? Uh, we've got to come up with it from somewhere. And, and re- the revealed in, uh, word of God is is how Christians should really build their communities and their churches. Uh, however, when we do that, <laughs> we then come into conflict with the world around us. Uh, yes. Always have. Well, when you try to build a building in the middle of a dumpster that's on fire mm-hmm. um we've all done it it's gonna be well i mean we're all doing it yeah, right yeah um that's that's what it means to be the church in some ways mm-hmm. uh you're gonna come into a lot of conflict um and it's not been it's not been pretty uh he so he talks about back to the we're doing this sort of backwards but we're back at the start of the passage now yeah uh, he talks about patience he talks mm-hmm. about steadfastness persecutions and sufferings and he's been through it. Yeah. I, okay, this is an interesting thing I found while studying for this um, that might not make it into the sermon. Uh, he goes to Antioch, and um, things are going well. 
and a group of uh, unbelieving Jews thwarts his ministry, and um, and then they kind of uh, they run him out of town. He goes mm-hmm. to Iconium, uh, and and there's sort of this gathering of opposition. Yeah. Uh, some from Antioch and then some from Iconium, and he gets he gets run out there. But some people believe, and then finally he gets to Lystra, and things are going great. But then his opponents follow him <laughs> from Antioch and Iconium, and you get the sense that these people hated this guy. He, they hated Paul. They come, they follow him, they turn people against him, oh, yeah. and then he gets run out of town and stoned. And they leave him because they think he's dead. Oh, that's great. And he like crawls back into the city oh, and they tend to his wounds and he leaves. This is uh, <sighs> this is local politician in England who was uh, from kind of landed gentry. I, I don't know if I've mentioned him before, but he, uh, he you know, he was just a well-off guy. And he was standing for office. And so the, the opposition party at this local election uh, decided to to dress up a guy as the mono- as the monopoly man with a monocle and a top hat just to follow him around and just embarrass him for the whole campaign trail everywhere he went this monocle guy and like this kind of thing it all culminated in this final showdown on a stage in front of everybody you know and uh, he said you know what have you ever done you know you're this rich guy what have you ever done and this is pause and he said we have fostered five hundred children. <laughs> Quite a few of them are in the room tonight, and there's this huge round of applause from all these kids. It's like the guys are, oh. but uh, you, the idea of just being followed around by some hate group, just pestered and irritated. And of course, he's not got a monocle man. They're probably chucking rocks. Yeah, yeah, they definitely chucked rocks. But there's the, the, there is again another motif that runs through this sort of book, and that is the idea that there'll be an endpoint. It, it, not a general election, but there'll be a judgment day when things are exposed. Mm. Yeah, and and Paul is being persecuted, not because he's horrible, no. right, but because he's good, because he's like Jesus. And Jesus said mm-hmm. that if you're like me, the world's going to hate you. Yeah. Now that's the issue, isn't it? That if you're in Christ, then you're going to be treated like Christ. Yeah. Uh, you'll also need to behave like Christ. Yeah. All of it wrapped together, but you also get to participate in the life of Christ Mm. and to be filled with the joy of Christ and to live forever with Christ. Well, I couldn't have put it any better myself. And it seems... Ah, they agree. We don't control this. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad they've. I'm glad that you're. You've been approved. <laughs> this has been oh, a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. So glad you'd listen, and we'll see you all very soon. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>